This is Comic Shenanigans, episode 159, Comic Reviews for the week of April 2nd and 9th. Welcome to the Comic Shenanigans podcast. This is episode 159, and I'm your host, Adam Chapman. Uh, usually we do our reviews episode every week, which is usually the odd-numbered episode. Now, this particular week, I uh, actually took a week off last week. I uh, didn't have any episodes come up, so uh, now to kind of do a little bit of catch-up, I thought I'd talk about some of the comics that came out both April 2nd and April 9th. Um, so this is not going to be as long an episode as we would normally have, even though this is technically got double the amount of weeks and double the potential amount of com- content. Um, so I'm just going to quickly run through, uh, usually on these reviews episodes, I like to talk a little bit about what actually happens in the comics. Uh, that may not necessarily be the case for every issue I do this, this week, because I'm going to be running through a lot of comics uh, in a relatively short span. Um, first up that I'm going to take a quick look at is Action Comics. Uh, this is issue number 30. Uh, this is, I guess, technically part of the Doom Dark, um, although it doesn't really feel like much of much of a, a part of it. Uh, I guess it's the prelude. Uh, it's written by uh, Greg Pak and artwork by Aaron Cooter. Um, I've been really disappointed uh, with Greg Pak's run on Superman. I just don't find it all that interesting or engaging. Uh, the artwork by Cooter is all right, but not nearly the strongest Superman of art I've ever seen. The whole storyline with Harrow... Um, I found it really uninteresting, uh, the whole kind of setup to the idea of the Doomsday storyline that we kind of get at the beginning, uh, uninteresting as well, and yeah, I just, I really didn't care, and, uh, I wanted to be a little bit more interested in what this Doomsday storyline could be, but it just feels like nothing's ever going to be as good as the original storyline in terms of what that meant, and everything just kind of feels like a cheap imitation or copy at this point, uh, so give it a four. Uh, next up was uh, the Amazing Spider-Man Family Business uh, original graphic novel. I actually really enjoyed this. Um, I thought the the script was actually pretty tight. It was written by Mark Wade with James Robinson, and the artwork was uh, by uh, Gabrielle Delato, who people would know from the Secret War uh, series he did with Bendis years ago. I think like 2004 now. Uh, he hasn't done a lot of um, artwork in uh, North American comics, but he's extremely extremely good and uh i mean like his his artwork here is just incredible uh really good look to it i like how peter looks i like how spider-man looks this is obviously is peter parker as spider-man and not um Otto octavius as uh, his version of spider-man it's kind of a timeless story in some ways it's not immediately kind of uh, positioned in any specific continuity it can kind of take place whenever it needs to um, basically, you have Peter Parker on the run because people are after him, and uh, he gets picked up by this girl known as Teresa Parker, uh, who appears to be his his long lost sister. Um, so he kind of teams up with her, ends up revealing himself as Spider Man, and the two of them end up against uh, Kingpin. Kingpin ends up actually discovering um, Peter's uh, identity, although it's unclear what happens with that after what happens with Mentallo in the storyline. Uh, it's possible he doesn't know anymore. Um, but yeah, this was really enjoyable, really, really well done, and it definitely makes it seem like there's a slight possibility that maybe, maybe this, the Teresa actually is his sister, and then, again, maybe not. Um, it's a fun read, a fun romp, um, it's nice to see Marvel doing original graphic novels, I never had a chance to read the Avengers one, um, the, uh, what was it called, Endless Wartime, but... Um, this was really well done, and again, having Delato on a, a concise story, 
Uh, instead of having it on a mini series that takes a, you know two years to tell, much better. Uh, yeah, it was just a fun story. I really enjoyed it. I gave it an eight. Although I think I gave a lot of things eight. Um, Aquaman and the others, oh, man, I didn't have a chance to read that. I had it on my list for reviews, and then I guess I just never quite got to it, which is a little bit of a bummer. Uh, next up is uh, Black Widow number five. Uh, I think I missed issue four, but I really enjoyed issue five. Um, again, I really like the the voice that Nathan Edmondson has given to Natasha for this book. Phil Noto's artwork has been gorgeous. Um, I like kind of seeing how Black Widow, you know, kind of comes under fire, how she's able to kind of defend herself. Uh, the idea of her ledger and what she's kind of doing to, to kind of pay it off, so to speak. Um, all about what Intel can do or not do. Uh, this is this is great. And just a fantastic book. Uh, I gave this particular issue a nine. I thought it was just it was extremely strong. Um, next up after that is uh, Captain America number nineteen. I was originally going to give it an eight. I'm actually going to downgrade that to about a seven. Part of it's the artwork, to be honest with you. Um, the the story is pretty interesting with the whole Iron Nail. Uh, and Doctor Mind Bubble, although I think it's almost too many, too many uh, kind of things happening at once. Because Mind Bubble on his own could be really interesting. Uh, the whole kind of Cap America versus Shield helicarriers, given that the movie just came out, it actually is very kind of uh, well well timed in terms of making that really drive home. Um, the whole team up with uh, Falcon was awesome as well. Uh, seeing Maria Hill trying to kind of take a fight against the Iron Nail was cool. Having Cap go against the Iron Nail, um, very awesome. And then Dr. Mindbubble getting involved. It was good. I don't think the artwork is necessarily the best I've ever seen from uh, from Klein, but um, it's still a, quite a strong book, and Remender is doing a really good job with the more current arcs. I think that first mega arc with Zola really wasn't quite to my taste for Captain America, but everything else has been much more on point, and I've enjoyed it a lot more. Uh, next up, so I was a seven. Is a Detective Comics number thirty. Uh, I enjoyed this uh, a fair bit. Um, this was the big debut for Francis Manipal and um, and uh, Brian Bucciolato, both writing and illustrating uh, Detective Comics. Uh, I thought their version of Batman. I actually really liked how it looked, and they definitely got the heft of Batman. You could feel that there's that kind of not a clunkiness, but there's that you can feel the armor. Uh, it doesn't feel like he's just in a skin-tight bodysuit like Flash. Um, I like kind of seeing how they're, where they're actually kind of developing uh, Bruce Wayne a little. Um, and then the ending is pretty horrifying as this new character kind of burns up in front of him. Um, I, I, I quite dug this. I, I gave it an 8. Uh, next up is Earth 2. Uh, I gave this a 7.5. It continues to be an entertaining book. It's just not James Robinson entertaining. That being said, uh, this is, again, strong. Nicholas Scott's artwork is great. Uh, here we get the idea that Alan Scott is actually still alive, although we don't get much more from after the first three pages. Uh, we get Red Tornado uh, talking with um, Val to kind of treat, you know, kind of introduce him to humanity. Uh, you have uh, Kal-El trying to find out more about this Kryptonian because uh, he wants to know more about him because obviously that's a potential threat. Um, while this is happening... Again, you have more Red Tornado and Val kind of flying together. And then just when they think everything's fine, they get attacked by uh, Parademons and Superman. And uh, Superman versus Val. And and it looks like maybe, just maybe, the only thing that can kind of shake the hold that Darkseid has on Superman is Lois Lane, who's now in the body of Red Tornado. Uh, you know, 
a lot of kind of things up in the air, but it's still enjoyable. I gave it a seven and a half. Uh, next up is Inhuman number one. I gave this a five. Uh, the artwork's great. The story is really not. Uh, Charles Sewell is writing this one with Joe Mad on art. Um, it took forever for this to happen, so it doesn't even feel like it's that necessarily important. Uh, I like the idea of the the Inhumans kind of sprouting out, and you have this other human human kind of go hunting them out and rooting them out and potentially killing them. Uh, you definitely start to feel for the characters that are involved here. That being said, it's just not in- entertaining. Like there's a, a a couple pages where I was kind of into it, and then I was just out. And um, yeah, I gave it a five. Uh, Loki, Agent of Asgard, gave it an eight. This is issue number three. It continues to be just a fantastic book. Uh, this issue uh, is more kind of a, a nice kind of almost like time travel jaunt where Loki goes back in time and uh, becomes friends with Odin, and uh, they go through. They accidentally, well, they don't not necessarily accidentally, but they kill this animal who ends up being a, a changeling uh, who ends up taking whose family then takes Odin. Uh, hostage then Loki has to go do some stuff really it's all about creating a sword um really kind of clever storytelling I really quite enjoyed this and it's to see where this goes and where Sigurd goes next uh I thought this was great really well done I gave it an eight and a half uh next up is Magneto number two I was not a big fan of the first issue uh I found this much much better I gave it an eight and a half um the way that Magneto was written was a lot I think I thought smarter more menacing, but also more understanding of who Magneto truly is. Uh, you get to see more of his past, his history, as he is trying to find out more about these Omega Sentinels. Um, it's very dark, uh, especially at the end. It, I mean, it, it, at the end of the day, he's he's Magneto. He's at times been a monster, and sometimes that's exactly what he is. Um, so I'm going to give it an eight and a half. After Magneto, we have uh, Moon Knight, uh, which is also a uh, pretty good book, although kind of an, an odd beast in that Moon Knight doesn't take actually show up that much. Um, a lot of the issue is other things and seeing like kind of assassinations happening. And we, I mean, it's very well paced in that you get more and more of the page that's covered with white until then we finally see Moon Knight. But by the time Moon Knight shows up, it's like half the issue is done. And then there's very little actual talking and so much of it's art. That being said, it's gorgeous art. It's awesome to see Moon Knight portrayed this way. And it's just a, a great sequence of events, and uh, it had a really interesting ending too. But the, you know, the bank always wins. Uh, I wasn't so sure how I thought about thought about it at first, but I realized, you know what, this is actually kind of poetry in motion. Um, Warren Ellis wrote it with Declan Shelby on art. Uh, fantastic stuff, just absolutely fantastic. Uh, so I gave that Moon Knight an eight and a half. I was going to give it an eight, now I'm going to give it an eight and a half. Uh, New Warriors number three. Eh, I, I give it a 7. Uh, it's not bad. I'm enjoying it, but I just don't know if it necessarily deserves more than that. I do like seeing Nova and uh, quote-unquote Spider-Man, but really just Scarlet Spider, teaming up together and seeing what that's like. Um, and I, I do like the idea that we're slowly seeing this team forming. I just wish things would happen a little bit faster in modern comics. It's not really an indictment against this comic per se, but just the comic book industry in general. Uh, but I gave it a 7. Uh, next up is Punisher number four. Uh, I give it a six and a half. It's still entertaining, more or less, but I don't know. It's 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 still not quite there for me. Uh, it's interesting in terms of being very kind of real world, almost too real world. Um, it's you know Punisher's being hunted by the, these Howling Commandos. He's also being tortured by 
uh, Electro. Uh, he's trying to take down Del Sol. There's definitely some interesting happening here. You know, maybe I'm a little too harsh. I'm going to give it a 7. It is interesting. It's just, I don't know, it, it, it's not quite an 8 to me. It's not quite over that line. I'm not sure what it is about it. It continues to be entertaining, but again, not as entertaining as I want it to be, maybe. I don't really know what my issue is with here. Uh, and last from April 2nd, we have She-Hulk number 3, which I gave a 9 out of 10. Uh, fantastic story. It was about Charles Sewell and Javier Pulido on art. Uh, basically, it's She-Hulk trying to uh, you know, work on behalf of Christoph Bernard, who wants to basically have asylum and um, be a refugee from Latveria because of what he's being forced to do, because he doesn't want to you know, take over Latveria and be Doctor Doom. Uh, it's really well done and really you know, well thought out in terms of how it works. Uh, there's a great appearance by Hellcat here. Um, I don't necessarily think this is actually how Christoph Renard acts these days, so I don't think it actually made sense for who the character is in current continuity. And that being said, I didn't read FF, so maybe he does act like this now, ever since uh, Matt Fraction wrote his FF with uh, Michael Alvred. Uh, in and of itself, it was a very well done issue, which is why I'm giving it a 9. If I'm a continuity stickler, maybe Christoph doesn't talk like this. Maybe it kind of is, is poking fun at Doom and the way Doom is, is personified in terms of what he does and even his Doom bots. I'm able to let it slide. Uh, the books I didn't get a chance to read or talk about from April 2nd include Batwing number 30, Deadpool vs. Carnage number 1, Ferris 25, Green Arrow 30, Green Lantern 30, uh, Looney Tunes 218, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy Prelude number 1, Movement number 11, Stormwatch 30, Swamp Thing 30, Trillium number 8, Trinity of Sin, The Phantom Stranger number 18, Ultimate Spider-Man 200, The Vampire Diaries number 4, and What If Age of Ultron number 1. Uh, from April 9th, let's see what I got a chance to read after all. I had a busy weekend. Uh, I read uh, All New Ghost Rider, which I continue to enjoy. Uh, I don't think I enjoy the issue quite as much as the first one. It's definitely a, a different type of comic. At times the art is really appropriate, and other times I found I just I didn't even know what was going on, per se. Uh, definitely some weird shit going on. Uh, overall, I mean, I'm, it's entertaining, it's different. I'm um, not sure where they're going to go with it, but that's part of the fun. Um, so I was going to give Only Bush Rider a 7 out of 10. Uh, next up uh, would have been Only X Factor, but I actually did not get a chance to read this. Um, so we're going to have to pass that by. Same thing with Only X-Men. Um, didn't get a chance to read either of those, unfortunately, this time around. Um, Only X-Men, though, I, I saw a little bit of it, and it really didn't interest me at all. It looks like it was just, you know, kind of nothing but... Splash pages, which I personally have not a lot of interest in. Um, like, it was just kind of a, a weird-looking book because it looks like it doesn't have a lot to do with anything. It's just kind of not what ifs, but it's just, I, I, it's just kind of a jam session with a lot of different people and a lot of different artists, which is cool. But it means that you can't really have a good sense of what a story is going to be, and it looks like just kind of a clip show. And I don't think that's what people want from this at this point. Uh, then we have Avengers Undercover number two. I thought this was actually really solid. I'm still not quite sold on the way Chase is being written, but I can kind of get over it. Um, I like kind of seeing how the team deals with kind of going into this underground, you know, villain base and hanging out at a bar where everyone kind of thinks that they're cool uh, because of everything they went through against Arcade. Uh, kind of see what's happened to Cullen since then. Um, seeing um, Deathlocket kind of. All these creepy mad scientists, scientists basically trying to kind of grab her and get to see her. 
Uh, Cammy's not really having any of it. Um, finally, uh, Cullen gets them all transported to this party. They're all in black tie and arcades there, and it looks like they've come to end him. Um, really enjoying this so far. Really kind of creepy but cool. I like that it's kind of going through the underbelly, so I'm going to give it an 8. Um, who's the creative team on that? I believe it's the same creative team as was originally on Avengers uh, Arena, which is Dennis Hopeless and Kev Walker. Creepy cover, too. Uh, next up is, let's see here, uh, Batman Eternal number one. Uh, I actually really enjoyed this. Um, this is by, well, I mean, it's by like a, a laundry list of people. Um, let's see who wrote this. It's by Scott Snyder and James Tini in the fourth with the story and script. Consulting writers include Ray Fox, John Lehman, and Tim Seeley with art by Jason Fabok. Um, I really dig Jason Fabok, so right right away they had me there. Uh, it starts great with uh, just shot of the end where it looks like Gotham is burning. Uh, it seems to be a giant symbol at the top, and then you have a, a broken bat signal uh, with uh, Bruce kind of hanging up, and he's unmasked, and he's got a bat kind of etched into his uh, into his chest when he's bleeding. Quite gruesome. And then we start the issue with, uh, I guess, the new Jason Bard for the new 52 showing up. And he's been brought to Gotham by um, by James Gordon. And Gordon and uh, and Batman go up against Professor Pig. And at one point, um, it's actually really, really, really cool stuff. We have uh, Gordon thinking that he sees a gun in, in this perpetrator's hand. And he shoots what he thinks is a deactivated voltage box. But it turns out it's actually still active. And then suddenly it blows up. And, uh, you know, basically there ends up being a huge... You know, issue in the subway, and it looks like it's all Gordon's fault, and he's basically resulted in the deaths of, of a lot of people. Uh, this one guy in the in the, in the uh, on the GCPD basically has it out for Gordon and wants him to be arrested for this, so he gets arrested by uh, by Jason Bard on his first day. Um, really dug this first issue, really quite strong. Really interested to see where it goes from here. I'm definitely on board for the ride. Uh, I'd actually give it a nine out of ten. I love the art. Fabok's artwork is gorgeous. Um, he's done a great job illustrating Batman in the last few months. I forget which book he was illustrating, but he's just... I really dig his portrayal of Batman. Um, now, unfortunately... Wow, I don't know if I got a chance to read anything this week. I thought I did, but uh, Captain Marvel number 2 is still on my, on my to-read list, as is Daredevil 1.5, and Iron Fist, The Living Weapon, and Nightcrawler, Secret Avengers, Secret Foes of Spider-Man, and... And, uh, yeah, and, and Superman Wonder Woman. I didn't realize I basically had no chance to read anything this week. I thought I'd read more. Um, so that leaves us for this particular week, just not, just with World's Finest. And, uh, I actually, you know, again, World's Finest continues to be a book where half of it is good, half of it is bad. Um, so you have the idea that, you know, maybe they can go back to Earth, their own Earth at some point. Um, but... Uh, the first half of the issue I really didn't enjoy, and then we have this, you know, flashback to when Huntress was, you know, kind of still here. It was much, and it's a great action sequence uh, with her kind of escaping and kind of uh, taking out these people. I don't even know which continuity it's supposed to be in, but it's really well done. And then the end of the issue, again, is really interesting, and hopefully we get these characters maybe going back home now. But the, the beginning of the issue really leaves a lot to be desired. Um, so I'm going to give it a, about a five and a half, because uh, the first half of the issue is just kind of feels repetitive and not very interesting. And the issue is done by Paul Levitz, 
Uh, I believe he was the sole writer on this book. Uh, yeah, with uh, R.B. Silva and Yildare Kinkar on pencils. Um, so anyways, that is that book. Books that came out on April 9th I didn't get a chance to read, which is apparently everything, uh, include All New Dupe number 1, All New Ultimates number 1, All New X-Factor 6, All New X-Men 25, Astro City 11, Avengers AI 11, uh, Batman, Batgirl, sorry, 30, Coffin Hill number 7, Constantine 13, Deadpool 27, FBP, Federal Bureau of uh, Physics, I believe it's physics, not psychics, but I'm not sure. Number 9, Green Lantern Corps, 30, Iron Man, 24, Justice League, 3000, number 5, Kick-Ass, 3, number 7, Marvel Universe Avengers Assemble, number 7, Mighty Avengers, number 9, Royals Masters of War, number 3, Scooby-Doo, Where Are You, number 44, Superboy, number 3, Thunderbolts, 24, What If Age of Ultron, number 2, and as I said before, Captain Marvel 2, Daredevil 1.5, Iron Fist, Living Weapon, number 1, Nightcrawler number one, Secret Avengers two, Superior Foes of Spider Man eleven, and Superman Wonder Woman number seven. Uh, taking a quick look forward, um, so this episode had to be coming out on the fourteenth or fifteenth of April. Uh, so looking forward at what's coming out this week on the sixteenth. Um, let's see what is coming out this week. Well, from DC Comics, it looks like we have the release of. None other than Adventures, sorry, The Adventures of Superman Trade Paperback Volume 1, uh, for those who didn't buy digitally. Batman number 30, it's just the, another chapter of Zero Year. You got Batman and Wonder Woman number 30, which should be interesting. Uh, Batman Eternal number 2, I'm definitely interested in reading more of this. Uh, you got a new edition of Final Crisis coming out. Uh, Green Lantern New Guardians number 30. Harley Quinn number 5. Uh, the Joker Death of the Family Trade Paperback, which is. The softcover version of just the Death of the Family, although it doesn't include all the chapters of Batman, so I don't really get how this isn't very that complete, unless they amended it from the original solicited details. Uh, you got Justice League 29, which is another chapter of Forever Evil, uh, as it continues, even though we, the actual Forever Evil has been delayed uh, for its ending. The Justice League of America Omnibus Volume 1 drops, as well as new issues of Red Hood and the Outlaws, uh, Sinestro Number 1, new issue of Supergirl, and new issues of Trinity of Sins, Pandora, and uh, Wonder Woman. Uh, looking at images side, uh, let's see, got a new issue of Five Weapons and Minimum Wage, as well as Morning Glories, uh, as well as Straight Bullets, The Killers. Uh, from Marvel Comics, you have new issues of Amazing X-Men. I believe this is the issue that's going to bridge the two runs, or maybe that's Amazing X-Men number seven. I could be wrong. Uh, but if it is number six, we will have Spider-Man and his amazing friend showing up, which should be interesting. So you'll see Firestar, Iceman, and Spider-Man teaming up together. Uh, for those who enjoy Daredevil by Mark Wade, you got the premier hardcover volume seven dropping, as well as Deadpool versus Carnage number two. Uh, the all-new uh, Marvel Now launch of Hulk uh, finally hits by, I believe, Mark Wade and uh, Mark Bagley. So the two Marks, that should be very interesting. I'm definitely interested in giving that a shot. The new issue of Miss Marvel, uh, so that's issue number three. I cannot wait to see how this uh, develops. I'm really enjoying this. I know a lot of people, well, not a lot of people. I know some people I know aren't, but uh, I'm really liking it's different, but enjoyably so. New issues of uh, Nova coming out this coming week. You have the uh, Super Spider-Man newspaper strips of trade paperback volume one. You have the last issue of Superior Spider-Man number, which is number thirty-one, coming out, which is sad, because I really enjoyed this. You have Superior Spider-Man trade paperback volume five, which is Superior Venom. So there's only one more uh, volume to come out afterwards, and then six volumes will collect the entire Superior Spider-Man proper run by Dan Slott, not including the team-ups. 
Um, and then you also have the Thor Epic Collection. Uh, the new volume, Kingdom Lost, is coming, as well as Ultimate FF number one, Uncanny X-Men number 20. Uh, for those who have been clamoring for an Uncanny X-Men Omnibus volume two, it is finally coming out next, uh, sorry, this week, as well as new issues of What of Age of Ultron, not liking how they do it as a fifth week kind of thing where every week they release one. I would rather it be over five months as opposed to five issues in a month uh, for the What If Age of Ultron. Uh, you got the third issue of Winter Soldier, Bitter March. Uh, new issues of Wolverine, Wolverine the X-Men, X-Force, and X-Men. Uh, so that is everything that's coming out this coming week on April 16th. Um, looking ahead to future episodes of this show... I'm um, not really sure what episode 160 will be yet, but episode 162 should be the uh, next Talking Hero Clicks episode as uh, Leonor Alana and myself uh, go through X-Men Days of Future Past as we both open up our, uh, our I guess, countertop displays that we'll be picking up and uh, we'll be moving forward from there. And uh, at some point in May, we'll have episodes where we spotlight the Amazing Spider-Man 2 film as well as X-Men Days of Future Past. Anyways, thank you very much for listening to episode 159. Uh, this has been our amalgamated episode of reviews for April 2nd and April 9th. I am your host, Adam Chapman. Please email us at comicshanigans at gmail.com, like us on Facebook, rate and review us on iTunes, and please subscribe to the show. Also, you can uh, post in our HC Realms threads about the show as well. Uh, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, whatever it might be, please do it there. And you can also find episodes at our comicshenanigans.podbean.com uh, website. Uh, but also if you're on iTunes, you can get our entire li- uh, library as every episode is uh, currently on there as well. So thank you very much for joining me for this abbreviated, quick, devil shot episode, and we will see you next time. Bye-bye.